You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the devotional videos that I put out on YouTube, but I also put them out as a podcast as well. And so make sure you hit the subscribe button on the YouTube page, the bell. I do them about once a week on a Wednesday or Thursday, but you never know when I'm going to be preaching or teaching and God gives me a word. And today what I want to do is share the word that he gave me for this week for you from Ezekiel 16:49. And in today's video, I want to warn you uh, something very serious, but yet very important for our lives. Don't be guilty like Sodom. Don't be guilty like Sodom. Now, I came across this warning as I was reading Ezekiel chapter 16, and the Lord was really warning the nation of Israel. Now, when you think of a rebuke or a correction, uh, even a warning, you may think of a bad thing. But I want in our minds to consider the love of God and how he corrects us and rebukes us. And we need correction as people. Uh, we're all not perfect. We need uh, people to come alongside of us and to help us. And the Lord does this as well. He actually warns us, rebukes us, corrects us. And that's a good thing. And it's a chance to change before we actually stumble into something where we really shouldn't go. The full consequences of that mistake. And so personally, I love how God warns us. I think that we should go to God's word wanting to see truth, wanting to be rebuked, wanting to be corrected or equipped for all righteousness. We don't walk in righteousness completely. We're being transformed uh, by the, the Holy Spirit and the God renews our mind so that we can think accordingly. And he's doing that to the nation of Israel in this chapter. And so just a beautiful little side note. It just reveals the heart of God in this rebuke, but it is a warning uh, how we're to walk in his truth and in his ways. And um, so Ezekiel chapter 16, he's sh sharing to the nation of Israel how they sinned. And he's telling them the consequences of this sin, right? There are consequences for our sins. He reminds them of how much uh, he loved them, um, but yet they rebelled. He's a good God, but yet we rebel against him. And of course, Ezekiel the prophet, he was used by God in that moment in history to tell the nation of Israel how judgment was coming. And one of the things God warned them about was walking as other nations did around them who didn't worship the true and living God. Yahweh is what we know him as. And so because of their sin, uh, it will lead to a lot of death, a lot of pain and a lot of destructions. And one of the nations around Israel that did not worship God was this nation called Sodom right? We don't want to be guilty like Sodom. Now, Sodom, you may remember, is first found in the book of uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 18 and 19. You can read about them and this city where Lot went after uh, Abraham gave him and said, you go wherever you want to go. And ultimately, this city actually was a very wicked city. And God sends two angels to destroy the city, to judge them for their sin. Remember, he's patient, he's kind, he's slow to judge, but God will judge. Even right now, all the sin, he'll make every wrong, he'll make right. He'll judge the living and the dead, the Bible tells us. And so they weren't walking in God's righteous ways. And Abraham, um, and we know this because Abraham asked these two angels, hey, will, will God spare the city if there's only 50 righteous people? And, and they say, yeah, God will spare the city. And, and Abraham goes, what about 40 or 30 or 20? And he ultimately goes down to 10 righteous people. Hey, if there's 10 righteous people in the city that are pleasing God, they're seeking God, will you please spare them? And they said, yes, but there weren't even 10 righteous people. And we see a little bit of this unrighteousness as these two angels went into town looking as looking like men and the men in the town, they actually wanted to rape these angels um, because of their perverse ways. And so God destroyed Sodom 
for their wickedness in Genesis chapter 19. But yet he spared Lot, Abraham's nephew, um, as he heeded God's warning to leave. Even Lot's wife uh, looked back and actually got judged. And so God gave a warning to everyone. People wouldn't listen. Lot did listen and he was spared. And this is why warnings are so good for us, for you and for me. So now listen to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, as God tells us the guilt of Sodom. And it may actually not seem uh, like what you may expect this wickedness and sin to be. The prophet says, behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, access to food and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. These are three things that Sodom was guilty of at that time. Okay. Being prideful, having access of food, or another way that we describe it, or the Bible says is gluttony and then prosperous ease, laziness. Now let's start with the first thing, pride. I think we probably know this is a bad vice. It's not a good one. It's a self-confidence in oneself. Uh, It's the opposite of humility, but an arrogance. We know uh, that living in pride is a sin and that the Lord hates pride. Proverbs 8, 13 tells us this. It brings us uh, low and deceives us in thinking that we are greater or better than we truly are. Proverbs 11.2 warns us, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Pride was the downfall of Lucifer, this angel in heaven, what we know as the devil or Satan. He wanted uh, to be worshiped, didn't want to submit to God, but in his pride wanted to serve his own glory. And Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 15, tell us actually that he got kicked out of heaven because of this pride. And Satan still walks in his pride. Uh, and uses this weapon to tempt you and I um, to not trust God, but to trust in ourselves. And so this sin is something we should be aware of and we should fight against pride. Uh, for Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit uh, before a fall. It's bad to be arrogant, to be self-reliant um, and to be all about yourself. Uh, the next thing that we see sin that they were guilty of this city Sodom the people then was not only were they prideful um, and arrogant but they were have uh, they were glutton uh, gluttonous they were gluttony dealing with sin of gluttony with this excess of food now gluttony is a habitual greed or access to food it is a food thing but it's also a greedy thing it's an overindulgence or consumption Um, It's one of those sins that really isn't talked about a lot, especially in our culture, because we actually live out gluttony with pride, uh, consuming, especially as Americans. We are consumers. We think bigger is better. More is better. But the Lord says it's actually better to give than to receive, to think about others. Paul would say in first Corinthians chapter nine, that we as Christians, followers of Jesus and saved by his grace should be generous like our God and be a giving people living out generosity um, with our food, with our finances, with our time. Um, And so gluttony, though, it keeps us from giving because it causes us to hoard for ourselves, to just consume for ourselves. And when we see people in need, God wants us as his people to fulfill that need and to help out and to express love in those tangible ways. And this is why it's more than just a meal. It's a mindset. It's a mindset about consuming, just thinking about yourself and not others. Proverbs 23, 21 says, For gluttons and drunkards become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Uh, The sin of gluttony uh, is ultimately a sin of idolatry. uh, Because instead of a statue, 
We worship ourselves. We feed our own flesh. Uh, it's all about us. It's a choice to self-love, to comfort, and to control through food. Um, and so the Bible warns us about this. This is why Proverbs 23, 2 says, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. So we need to be on guard against pride, um, but we also need to be on guard about not feeding our flesh with, uh, uh, with gluttony. And the last thing is, is saying we need to have self-discipline, uh, which leads to this last thing that they struggled with, that they were guilty of, a prosperous ease, or another translation says laziness. New Living Translation says laziness. Um, King James, Old King James says idleness, uh, unconcerned, the NIV says. The people of Sodom were self-centered. They were um, concerned only for themselves. Uh, they were lazy. They just wanted to have an easy life. They didn't want to work. That doesn't sound like our culture at all, right? No, sometimes people get tempted to just be lazy, to not work, to just be all about themselves. Um, but I read in a commentary and uh, many servant books that I've read, laziness has no place um, in the character of a follower of Jesus. The Bible warns us over and over and over again. We are to do all things in word and in deed for God's glory with all of our strength. Loving him and honoring him, Colossians 3.17 says. And in verse 23 of Colossians chapter 3, it actually tells us we're to work with all of our hearts unto the Lord as worship. And so the Bible warns us because there are consequences of laziness. And God doesn't want us to be lazy, but to work. Proverbs 10.4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Laziness is deceptive because you think that for just living for yourself and being lazy is a good thing, but it actually doesn't pay off and it doesn't reward well. Proverbs 13.4 says, a slugger's appetite is never filled, but the, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Jesus said we are to deny ourselves to really find satisfaction and not just consume for ourselves, whether it be that with food or our pride or laziness and be self-centered, but to think about others. And this was the true guilt of Sodom. Uh, they put themselves first with pride, with gluttony, with laziness, caring for themselves, and not others. This is why the end of the verse says in verse 49, but they did not aid the poor or the needy. They weren't thinking about others, just themselves. Have you been tempted with that? Do you struggle with that? I think we all do. We all need to repent. We all need this warning to serve, to be like Jesus who served us, walking among us, giving up his rights. Uh, the Bible tells us we're after the mind of Christ. Let's walk in love and concern for others as God wants us to. Or as Philippians 2, 4 says, let's eat each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Listen, don't be guilty of this sin, the sin that Sodom struggled with you and I struggle with. Let's pray against it. Let's consider others more highly than ourselves and let's serve and love not only God, but one another and others. We'll talk to you on the next video.